The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. This is Arrowhead Pride Radio on 610 Sports Radio. Here are your hosts, editor-in-chief at arrowheadpride.com, Pete Sweeney, and former Chiefs linebacker, Sean Barber. You hear the drums, and you know what that means. It's time once again for your favorite hour of the week. It's Arrowhead Pride Radio. Editor-in-chief of ArrowheadPride.com, Pete Sweeney, here with the linebacker, Sean Barber. The American Dream, Dusty Likens, behind the glass. On the 25th anniversary of the last Chiefs home playoff win and four days before the divisional matchup between the Chiefs and the Colts. It's a long week. We'll get into our thoughts about the matchups before we do that. Sean, as usual, tell me something good. I got four points going into 2019 as we are hashtag blessed by the best. One, I want you to focus on your spiritual and relational health. Health. Two, I want you to uh, focus on your emotional and your mental health. Three, I want you to also focus on your physical and financial health. And number four, last but not least, have a growth mindset. That's my... Ooh. Read that one more time. Go through it again. Number one is going to be spiritual and relationship health. Number two, emotional and mental health. Number three, physical and financial health. And number four, have a growth mindset. Now, are you just talking directly to me? Or is this just general advice for the public? Those are just four of my 12 prayers that my church provided me for 2019. One third of them. Yeah, we're going to just use four for the beginning of the season. I don't want to hit you with all 12 because then you might lose focus. So those are the first four. So for the first uh, quarter of the season, let's just focus on those four. You came prepared today. Usually you you have to think about your something good off the top of your head. I like that you came to prepared. Sean, what's the name of this program that we do? This is uh, Arrowhead Pride Radio. Right, Arrowhead Pride Radio. So when Arrowhead Pride is mentioned nationally, we're going to play it first this morning on Good Morning Football. I learned this week that Patrick Mahomes has more than just a playoff game to win this weekend. He's got an entire city, an entire fan base, and 24 years of heartache, pain, and torture to expunge as well. Is that too much to say on the show? Is that an exaggeration? Have you spoken to a Chiefs fan this week? Look, I I knew that Chiefs fans had some scar tissue for some bad January disappointments over the last quarter century, but I had no idea the extent of that misery until I was more or less adopted by their fan base for being a fan of Patrick Mahomes earlier this season. It has been crazy. The tweets, the emails, the texts from people with 816 area codes who I don't even have their number saying, what about this game? Oh, I can't sleep. (laughs) 
This is more than just message board fodder on Arrowhead Pride or an aw shuck situation. This has become all-encompassing. And if you're not aware of the facts, A, you're not a Chiefs fan who's been through it, or B, you're not watching sports TV this week. Guys, Kansas City is 0-6 in playoff games played in Arrowhead Stadium since 1994. And each one of those losses has its own sad story, and every Chiefs fan knows exactly where they were when Lynn Elliott missed the field goals, when Peyton Manning marched up and down the field and punters were nowhere to be seen. And last year, when Marcus Mariota threw a pass that was deflected off a Hall of Fame cornerback <laughs> who we acquired midway through the season, and it went off his hands, into Mariota's hands, and then right into the score. Stuff like that doesn't happen in the regular season. Stuff like that doesn't happen on the road. It seems to only happen in Arrowhead. In, in, Lynn Elliott was one of the best kickers in football. He missed three field goals in a 10-7 loss. Oh. <laughs> well, guys, those Chiefs teams... They didn't have something that this one does. Okay. They didn't have Patrick Mahomes as their quarterback. Those Chiefs teams that lost those six games did not have the likely league MVP suiting up for them. This goes out to Paul Rudd. This goes out to Rob Riggle. Got to do it. This goes out to Jason Sudeikis, to Melissa Etheridge, to the folks who run that delicious Gates barbecue. Yes. Guys, the Red Sox couldn't beat the Yankees until they did it. The Cubs couldn't win a World Series until they did it. In the 70s, the Royals could not beat the Oakland A's until 1976 when they freaking did it. It is time to get rid of the curse, and the difference is that man, Patrick Mahomes. Don't live in fear. Believe, believe, believe. Saturday afternoon is a new day, and it will all change because a 23-year-old future MVP is going to exercise demons for everyone in Kansas City this weekend. It is a new day, Kansas City. It's okay to breathe. This game's coming 4.30 on Saturday. I want you to enjoy it. Peter Schrager of NFL Network talking about the Chiefs and what they have a chance to do this weekend. If you didn't hear him the first time. This is more than just message board fodder on Arrowhead Pride. I don't know if we needed all the depressing reruns of what has happened before, but you buying what he's putting down here that this is different, finally? You're on one of those teams. What? There's a little feng shui going on here in Kansas City. I think, you know, you buy a new house. I don't care who died in that house. I don't care what happened in that house. To, to me, it's my new house. You come in there and you put your chi and your feng, your yin and your yang. You put all those things down. You want to make sure it got a good aura. You come in with your little triangle bell and your little incense around the house. You do all that stuff to make sure all the mojo in that home is uh, just the way you like it. I think that's what Pat Mahomes has done. He's laid the foundation here. I don't see this uneasiness. I don't see the fan base that is uh, up at night, not sleeping, and having nightmares about all these uh, uh, playoff losses of the past. The one thing I know is I'm having great, and I think I would call them lucid dreams, as in... <laughs> My man, Juice World. we're having some lucid dreams as we think of our MVP candidate leading our MVP first number one ranked team in the AFC for a home game against a cheat, uh, Colts team who ain't played nobody. Yeah, Peter uh, Schrager on NFL Network. You heard him mention Lynn Elliott. Lynn Elliott actually joined Fesco in the morning. If you haven't heard it, listen to the podcast page. There's different strategies on this. You know, some people in Kansas City, I think, like Fesco, for example, they're exercising some demons this week. I think there are different ways to handle it, but I think you're right. I think the bottom line here is when you have a quarterback that is like Patrick Mahomes, things are different. Now, you may not get the win on Saturday. 
If you don't, what I'm trying to tell you is breathe. Because if you don't, and I'm not trying to put that negativity in the air, because it's not going to last. I don't particularly love this matchup for the Chiefs. Am I going to predict him? I think so. Do I think it's going to be dogfight? Yeah. Can they lose? For sure. But don't, I think, categorize it if that happens with the pass because this is still a new era. It's any given Sunday. In this case, any given Saturday. To me, you have Patrick Mahomes wipe away clean no matter what the result on Saturday for me. Definitely. We have a clear slate. Um, it, it's, it's, it's clear uh, clear sailing for the ship. Uh, one thing Andy Reid does, he's, he puts everybody on the same path. Everybody's in the same direction. The GM, the head coach, the players, it's, it's you know, all hands on board right now. It's all about getting a win on Saturday at Arrowhead to keep you have to you have to make your future at this point. There's no no game scheduled past Saturday. That's the only game the Chiefs are worried about. If they want a future game, if they want an AFC Championship game, they have to make it happen on Saturday. We are going to have the Arrowhead Pride tailgate coming at you previewing the game for 2 hours on Saturday, but after this break we're going to talk a little bit about our first initial thoughts, but before we do, I want to have, just go through this, the news that we have from today and that's the fact that only one Chief, one Chief Mispractice, it's Dorian O'Daniel. Eric Berry, Sammy Watkins, Spencer Ware were all limited. Of those three, obviously it's not Spencer Ware, so I should say of those two, Eric Berry, Sammy Watkins, who in your mind is more important that returns full health on Saturday? I've, I think I've already said against the uh, Indianapolis Colts, I just think the having the availability of a Sammy Watkins lineup at your wide receiver two uh, keeps the safety split. And as long as those safeties keep split, having to worry about wide receiver one, wide receiver two, it makes uh, easy, easy pickings for one Travis Kelsey. I mentioned we're going to get into it, but I look at this Colts defense. It isn't elite, but it's capable. I don't know if you can necessarily say the same thing about the Chiefs. I know you'd probably argue that point, but I think about that, and I say you need all your weapons because I think when it comes down to it, we don't know the status of Eric Berry. We don't know how healthy he's going to be on Saturday. So with that being the case, I think your defense is what it is at this point. I'll buy. I'm not the biggest Sammy Watkins fan. I think if you listen to me, you read my articles, you listen to my podcast, you know that. But I will say this. I think there is an impact that he brings to the table that maybe a Demarcus Robinson can't bring to the table, that a Chris Conley can't bring to the table. You bring him in, maybe it works, opens things up for a guy like a Tyree Kill, like a guy like a Travis Kelsey, and then all of a sudden you get that early season mojo back again. Definitely. When you're talking about matchups, you know, for a team that doesn't go man a lot, um, then the the importance of a Sammy Watkins would definitely be multiplied because then they will have to worry about who to match up on uh, Tyreek Hill and who has a better matchup on uh, Sammy Watkins. But since we already know what we're going to see, this cover two shell, it's no matter no matter if Sammy Watkins is out there or not, they're still going to be in the same shell. But those safeties, as far as how far they're willing to uh, – edge off those numbers, how far are they willing to uh, line up off the hash to show respect to that wide receiver? That definitely is something that affects the tight end position. Now go to ArrowheadPride.com if you haven't seen it yet today. Sammy Watkins was back on the practice field, and I'm interested in seeing how it goes this week because his foot was heavily wrapped. So it still concerns me that maybe he's not going to be 100%. Like, you want Sammy Watkins back in the mix. You want Eric Berry back in the mix, but if they're not 100%, they're not the same elite-level players that we're used to. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the way we attack a uh, cover two shell is definitely four verticals. You get, you know, any three, four, uh, you go uh, all vertical, special, um, anything like that, 
put so much pressure on those uh, safeties on the back end. You you definitely want the receivers to be able to get vertical as fast as possible to continue to be uh, putting a lot of pressure on them. So I think we need Sammy Watkins to be somewhere near 100% to be able to uh, stretch the field vertically. If not, we, we turn the page to Conley. We turn the page to my man, Honey Thunder, uh, the Thunder from down under. Uh, he does a, you know, D-Rob does a great job when out there. I think he's actually probably like the third or fourth fastest guy on the team, so he can definitely do the job. You know, it's early in the week, and I see so many Chiefs fans coming through on Twitter, you know, texting me, so on and so forth. They are so pumped up and cannot wait for Saturday to get here. We're going to be talking about this matchup all week. We're going to be talking about it at the Arrowhead Pride tailgate coming up on Saturday, two hours prior to the game. But me and Sean will give you an early look at this matchup, and that's next. Arrowhead Pride Radio. Pete Sweeney, Sean Barber, Dusty Likens behind the glass, Arrowhead Pride Radio taking it till 7 o'clock. That's when Bink takes over with Bink at night. Sean, did I tell you I went 0 for 4 on divisional round picks this weekend? Well, I think I did comment. Uh, I replied back to when you were 0 and 2. You know, I told you at two Brutes. You know, I thought that we was on, we was picking on the same teams for a couple, but then you went on your own. What did you go? I think I went 3 and 1. 3 and 1. That's three. Yep. That's three games better than me. That was three games better. Than, yeah, you was. You had a tough day, man. You had a tough day. A lot of people office. said, "Don't pick the Chiefs this weekend." Um, try, I, I'm leaning. I'm leaning that way. There is no carryover. No, it, unlike uh, the skins game. There's no momentum. Golf, no, no momentum. No carryover. This. this is a fresh, uh, clean slate again. Here you go, clean slate, buddy. I mentioned it before the break. We're gonna have plenty of opportunity to get in this all week. There's a number of shows that we appear on, so on and so forth. I'm sure we're gonna get into detail with some of these things, but. Next couple minutes here, I just want to go through step-by-step basic overview of this game. Chiefs versus Colts. Start with each position. We'll say which way we feel on each side, how strongly we feel. And, of course, it starts with the quarterback matchup, Patrick Mahomes versus Andrew Luck. Here was Colts head coach Frank Reich on Mahomes earlier today. I just think for a guy who is such a dynamic playmaker, you don't see him making many big mistakes. I mean, sometimes when you get a young guy who's a dynamic playmaker, you know, you got to balance that off with, with the big misses that they have. You know, um, you know, the golfing analogy would be, you know, hitting it out of bounds. But you just don't see that with, with Mahomes. I mean, he just doesn't make very many bad mistakes. I'm tempted here to give Andrew Luck a little bit of love because he has the playoff experience, and we've seen Mahomes maybe get a little riled up in the big stage. But he's the MVP this year. You look at his body of work. I think you still have to go Patrick Mahomes, even though Andrew Luck is close. And there's some people out there, as we'll talk a little bit about later, that consider Luck to be this year's MVP. I don't consider uh, Pat Mahomes a machine or like a Android robot type. You know, I do have a lot of faith in the way he processes information. I have a lot of faith in the, how consistent and accurate he is. I have a lot of faith in the strength of his arm and his mobility. I also have a lot of faith in his inexperience at being overcoached because since he entered the league, he's been coached by one of the best quarterback uh, whisperers with with Coach Andy Reid. And there are certain things, the way he attacks a defense, that some quarterbacks with extreme amount of experiences, they think as a a faux pas. You never do it. And so defenses know that you're not going to do it, and so they, they stop covering it. Does this quarterback battle change given it's the playoffs, or does it not change for you? 
But for, for most people, I would say if somewhere during the season, because of one of these uh, high buildups for one of the games we played during the season, um, if we saw some type of fault, uh, chink in the armor of, of Pat Mahomes building up to one of the big games, a division rival, a Monday night game, Sunday night game, but we, we didn't see it all year. We, we, we never saw the young man get flustered. And I'm beginning to believe that's not in his DNA. He doesn't feel the exterior pressures that most people, most athletes feel um, at, at times of increased uh, intensity of, of, of com- competition. To me, each game is just another opportunity to get the hand in the ball players. Short memory. Very short memory. I like Mahomes. Slight edge for me. I, it's not strong. You take Mahomes too? Oh, definitely. Pat Mahomes. Final answer. You're strong about it. The strongest. Final answer. <laughs> Running back. Damian Williams and Spencer Ware, if he can go. Hobbling around with that hammy. Or Marlon Mack. I can appreciate Marlon Mack having a, a few games in a row. When I say a few, I think five, four or five games in a row of over 100 yards. Um, being very secure with the football. Uh, he takes what the defense gives him. He, he's a downhill runner. He complements their offensive line very well. Yeah. Um, but if you, if, you, if you tell me, would I rather have a two-headed monster or just one guy? I, I, I don't know if Marlon Mack goes down for them or gets any kind of injury. Who do they have in the cupboard? Um, so, so I like the fa- fact that we have uh, a little bit of a fire and ice. We got, we got some different pace. We can come at them with some different angles with our running backs. I, I, I like where to be healthy. I think even if he is healthy, I do like Damian Williams. You mentioned the injuries and behind Mack, if he were to potentially go down Naheem Hines, only 85 carries in the year. Mack had 195. I like the Chiefs, again, slightly in the run game. I like Damian Williams. Even if Spencer Ware can't go, I like his dual threat ability over Mack. Again, not strong. It's not strong. Slight. Same for you. Or, well, you're, you're, are you strong again? No, I, that's, to me, it's probably more of like a break-even. I think, okay. you know, yeah. Mack is good, but the combination of, of, I like of, Mac too. of two good backs, I like I think Mac too. I'm adding them together. It's kind of a break-even for me. Tight end. Travis Kelsey or Eric Ebron? Listen, Eric, Eric Ebron is not bad. He's he's pretty good, but he ain't Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey clear cut edge, and that's strong. Ebron is pretty, pretty, pretty good. Oh, he's shown to be pretty good for a very small sample. One year, um, a bust. This is his best year so this far. This is his best year as a pro, but just goes to show, man. Right coaching staff, right situation with some of these guys. I think they got him in a situation. They got him comfortable. He's running the routes he likes to run. Um, but I think when you break the film down and see that, I mean, he has a very limited repertoire of routes he runs. I think he's very coverable if you just pay attention to what routes he runs. Um, they're not doing a lot of things with him, um, but he's just getting himself in very good body position uh, to make catches, and Luck is doing a good job of putting the ball where it needs to be. Wide receivers, Tyree Kill and Sammy Watkins versus T.Y. Hilton and Dontrell Inman. Again, remains to be seen how healthy Watkins is. I mentioned that heavy wrap on his foot earlier today. Here's head coach of the Indianapolis Colts, Frank Reich, on Tyree Kill. I think he's a pretty unique player. Uh, just his, there's, there's elite speed, and then there's probably Tyree Kill speed. I mean, So it really comes down to, I don't think you could count Sammy full health if he's that wrapped up still after missing week after week after week. You're looking at Ty Hill versus T.Y. Hilton. Who do you like in this matchup? I like Ty Hill. I think Ty Hill is one of the top three receivers in the NFL. Behind Michael Thomas and DeAndre? Oh, man, I don't. 
I just don't know who I put. I don't. I don't know if I really put those receivers uh, in front of him. I, I I just know that collectively, if you want to say he's to me, there, there's about two or three guys who I like equally as much, um, maybe a little bit more. But um, when you talk about T.Y. Hilton, I mean, I see the effectiveness that he has against certain teams. Uh, but but again, um, I'm just from a wide receiver as far as being able to create space and be able to make tough catches um, from his. You know, he, he doesn't have that to me, that top end speed of a, of a you know, Ty Hill, um, a Tariq Hill. Um, I, I kind of like when somebody asked me on social media, they asked me, would I rather have Tyler Lockett or T.Y. Hilton? I had to think about that. And I say, well, Tyler Lockett averages over 14 yards a target, not a catch. Right. 14 yards a target. That hasn't been done since 1992 or something like that, nine, uh, 2002 by one receiver. Um, I think it's the other K-State receiver, I think it was in Green Bay, one of those first couple Jordy years. Jordy Nelson? By Jordy Nelson, almost a decade ago, um, he averaged like 13 yards a target. So uh, being able to, to – to I think it's close to even because Sammy is questionable. You're not really sure what you're going to get out of him. I don't think there's a clear edge, but I know what you mean. I, 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 I do like – like I said, I do like Ty Hill over T.Y. Hilton, but I think I like the combo just as much as Hill and whatever you're going to get from Watkins. Definitely. Offensive line, Chiefs offensive line versus Indianapolis offensive line. Everyone has been going with the Indy offensive line. That that has been a storyline all week. They've only allowed 18 sacks all year. Not to say that the Chiefs has been bad. They have some studs on it. LDT could be back in the mix. We have uh, It remains to be seen whether or not that happens, but I think you got to go Indy on the, on the O-line. Well, Braden Smith, uh, he's a local kid, right? Local kid. we got to give him his respect, um, being from right here in the Kansas City and area. Quentin Nelson is another standout for them as well. Quentin Nelson is a stud. At the guard position, um, he's doing things. He's making movements. He's uh, putting his offensive linemen. He's, he's, he's depositing, turtling defensive linemen um, at, a high, at a high rate. Um, they do a lot of things with their offensive line to create some bad situations. Um, they allow no penetration, uh, downhill running. Um, so that, that, that's the point of emphasis, I think, that when you, when you want to start this fight against the Colts on Saturday, it begins and ends right at the offensive line. You just got to punch them in the mouth. I don't mean to rush through this, but when it comes to defense as a whole, who do you like in this matchup? For me, of course, it's Indy. I like the Chiefs' front seven more than I like their secondary, obviously. But again... You got to give Indianapolis, I think, the edge on defense. I ain't giving Indy nothing. I respect <laughs> them. It's the Tampa two theory, the bend don't break, all that kind of stuff. That's man. Bobby. That's Bobby. I respect that's Bobby being safe. Uh, Our defense ML. needs to go blitz crazy, blitz crazy. Final category: head coaching. I think you got to take Andy Reid, even with the playoff question marks. All year long, I've been accused of being a pro Chiefs guy. I only, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a. Uh, uh, all Chiefs guy all the time. The little secret people don't know is I am not a pro Chiefs guy. I am a pro Andy guy. I see. I support Andy Reid, and he just happens to be the head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs, so you kind of get me. That's that's the You get a two-for-one kingdom. Here's where it scares me, and this is something that really you can't put a category on. It's kind of something that's imaginary. You can't hold it. It's not tangible. It's heat. The Chiefs back their way into the number one seed. I, you can't say it any other way. You can't lose two of your three last games or and tell me that they didn't do that. The Colts are the hottest team in the National Football League. And I've always said this. It's about who is hottest at the end, not who's the best. Do I think the Chiefs are a more talented team? Yes, but being on fire is scary. You know, you know he, he is always determined on, um, you know, what we're talking about. 
playing against the teams they played against is not hard to be hot against those teams. And I don't think there's any 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 way more to, or any more definite way to say it. It's just they, they went against some subpar teams at the end of the season and got on the hot streak. Sean, I know you like money. Oh. Talk about it often. Let's well, talk guess about what? it. When we come back, thousands on the 30s, your chance to win $1,000. Stay with us. Arrowhead Pride Radio. Pete Sweeney, Sean Barber. Arrowhead Pride Radio on the biggest week of the year. It's probably our biggest Arrowhead Pride Radio episode yet, Sean. Always ready, man. Playoff push. Uh, Arrowhead Pride Radio Playoff Edition. Yeah, we're going to start this segment with the National Cash Contest. It's your chance to win 1,000 on the 30s in the National Cash Contest. Text the word QUICK. That is Q-U-I-C-K. QUICK to 72881. Juan Chiefstock and a chance to win 1,000 on the 30s. Only one station in Kansas City gives you both weekdays from 7 to 7. Your next chance to win is tomorrow at 7.30 a.m. with Fesco in the morning. I'm going to use that in a sentence. Were you ready, Sean? The quick brown fox jumps over the lazy dog. What? The quick brown fox jumps over the lazy dog. You know what that oh, is? Oh, you was using Every alphabet. Every, or, um, every, every letter in the alphabet right there for you. Out now, brown cow. <laughs> what is going on around here? So we just did the National Cash Contest. Now we're going to get to Hot Take Tuesday when we go around the nation to see what the national analysts are saying about your Kansas City Chiefs, and we have to start. We talked about Peter Schrager, which is the Batman. Now we're going to talk about the Joker, Kyle Brandt, on the Colts and Chiefs' percentage of winning this week. Good morning, right now. Give me a percentage chance they beat the Chiefs in Arrowhead this weekend. 100. 100%. 100%. Yeah, I go all in, all my chips. I can go broke. I'll be wearing a barrel if they lose to the Chiefs. Yeah, out of your mind. 100%. Colts are in Arrowhead. I see your game, Kyle Brandt. You know there's not a 100% chance the Colts beat the Chiefs. This is what's going to happen. When the Chiefs win, you're going to be wearing a barrel on Monday, and that'll be the gag, and everyone will be watching because of that. I know the ratings game. He cannot think that there's a 100% chance the Colts win this football game. Yeah, I, th- I think he has one of those, like, freaky fetishes or something. He wants to be, like, naked with a barrel on on national TV, and he'll be like, oh, I have to do it now because I said the Chiefs would, were going to lose, so now I, get to, I have to wear this barrel and be the barrel guy. Yeah, we, we, we peep his game. <laughs> Fox Sports' Colin Coward on the Chiefs-Colts MVP race, Luck and Mahomes. All right, let's make a deal. Whoever wins this game is officially the MVP of the league. So if Mahomes beats Andrew Luck, I'll wave the white flag, give it to Mahomes. I'll shut up. If Luck beats Mahomes, you guys ready to do that? Then Luck's the MVP. If Andrew Luck goes into Kansas City, if he goes into Kansas City and Luck wins. It'll be very impressive. Yeah, hey, Whitlock, what are you going to say then when that happens? When Luck goes into Kansas City and wins. Uh, yes. You're darn right. If- that's not how the MVP works. <laughs> That's a loser's mentality. I've, I've been on the, the losing end of a bet before in the fourth quarter, and because I know I've lost, I come up with this long, uh, how about this? How about whoever scores next wins? I'm down 20-2 to two against my older brother when I was 10 years old playing basketball, and I say, hey, bro, give me a break. Give me a chance. Whoever scores last, the next bucket wins, and I get the ball. Let me try, let me let me do that. Right. That's that's what this sounds like. It's like playing like the game war and stealing cards. 
playing Monopoly, stealing money, playing tiddlywinks, stealing winks. Lewis Riddick of ESPN and his key to Chiefs Colts. I think it's going to be about how well can Kansas City's front seven play against Indianapolis's offensive line that right now, quite honestly, has been dominant. It's really what is the catalyst behind the success that they're having right now. Look, Chris Ballard told me this on the sideline before the game against the Texans. He told me when he got that job, Andy Reid told him, do whatever it takes to protect that quarterback and make sure he stays healthy. He's done that because you see now they're running the football and throwing the football with tremendous efficiency, and the Chiefs have struggled stopping the run. They struggled stopping the pass, and if they don't play from ahead and Patrick isn't on his game and he can kind of get up on maybe 10, 14 points so then he can turn loose D Ford and Justin Houston, it's going to be a tough task for them. So the key is going to be are the Chiefs capable with their front seven of either getting pressure on Andrew Luck or slowing down that run game because if they can't, then it's going to be score for score for score, and then it's anybody's guess how it ends up. I like Lewis Riddick. He calls Patrick Mahomes the Ferrari, which I also like. The key to this matchup is Andrew Luck versus Patrick Mahomes. Do you agree with them in saying the Chiefs run seven versus Colts OL is the number one matchup in this game? The defensive plan me has always believed that the, the trenches is where games are won. D-line against the O-line. On both sides of the ball, right? You know, our D-line needs to punch them in the mouth. That's how you win the ball game. You punch the O-line in the mouth early and often. You got to come off that rock. You can't be reading two-gapping, trying to uh, get into a pass rush move off the, uh, you know, initial. you got to come off and, and, and put your helmet and your screws right down. Um, uh, Quentin Nelson and Braden Smith, you got to put it right down their chest plates, drive them three, four yards in the backfield so they know what kind of day it's going to be. Um, because if you, if you let it get going the other way, they can make it real bad real real soon. Last hot take from Fox Sports' old friend, Jason Whitlock. Patrick Mahomes is going to have to perform a magic trick. He and Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey are going to have to compensate for a major defensive deficiency that the Chiefs have. The Colts are the better team. Andrew Luck, mm. second or third best quarterback in the league right now. Uh... Andrew Luck has won 10 of the last 11 games. Uh, I the, wonder who was the number one quarterback in the league. I ask. I ask. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes. The Chiefs have only, they finished 3-3 three and three to close out the season. The Colts yeah. are red high. Ooh. The Colts have a much better defense. Their defensive line is nasty. They got this rookie linebacker. Whew. Nasty. All yep. pro. It, yep. It's a more complete team, and I've seen this before. I've seen the Colts come into Arrowhead Stadium and knock off a number one seed Chiefs team. I, I, I'm preparing for the worst. I like Whitlock, but here's Sports 101. The better team is the one who's favored in Las Vegas. I say, I say it every week because they have the money to lose or they, 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 they can't afford to be wrong. Are they wrong sometimes? Of course. That's why people walk away with money. Spread right now is five points of the Chiefs being favored in this game. They are the better team. Anything can happen in sports. Do you agree with Jason Whitlock? I, I, I don't. Uh, rarely do I. Um, I. Often things are made up and to be extreme. To, to It's like he gets paid. That's why to, we call it Hot Take Tuesday, baby. Man, he gets paid to put gasoline on, you know, whatever your doubts and fears are. He, he, just, he, just, exasper- he, he just exaggerates them to the 100th degree. Um, the, 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 the Chiefs defense being whatever he described it as. I know there's people out there that are concerned about this Chiefs defense. Here's what I want you to do. There's people on the edge. This is a big game. This is Patrick Mahomes. No one wants to wait till next year, till he develops a little more. We want the Super Bowl, and we want it now. For the people in Kansas City that are a little nervous about Saturday, 
a little nervous. Just give me give me a, a classic power of positivity Sean Barber pep talk right now. At the end of the day, the defense has one job, and that's to get Andrew Luck off his spot. It forgets I will give the running back Mac as many yards as he wants. If he can if he can get yardage against a blitz, then I'll, I'll give him nine, eight, nine yards of care if he wants. We need to blitz this guy often, early, every down. Put Andrew Luck on his back as much as possible early in the game. I would give up three or four bombs in the first half and give up 28 points just to get to the quarterback so he knows he doesn't have all day long back there to throw the ball. He doesn't do well against pressure. Watch the Jacksonville Jaguars play him for a goose egg a few weeks ago. During this uh, uh, 10 out of 11 games, nobody wants to mention the one game they didn't that win. Is, that was an ugly, ugly effort. It was ugly. Six, it was six nothing final. The offensive line got their butts kicked up and down the field for four quarters. But no, but but this great offensive line is coming to uh, coming to Arrowhead. No, nobody wants to bring up the Jacksonville. Jaguars I mean, that's game. one game in ten, though. To be fair, the the game plan was simple. They blitzed. They brought pressure. Mono a mono. They whipped them up front and got so to the quarterback. So if you're Bobby defense, how often are you blitzing? Every single down. <laughs> I would never play a zone not once. I'm I'm coming six, seven. If I could bring eight, I would. Overload, whatever you got to do, two up the middle, A-gap blitz. I want Andrew Luck on his rear end early and often. What do you got, a 33-24 final this one? 33-27, my Kansas City Chiefs. From Sean Barber's points, we go to the Arrowhead Pride lead film and draft analyst. His name is Ken Swanson. No one outside the Chiefs organization, in my opinion, watches more Patrick Mahomes in the city. Ken, are you as fired up as Sean Barber right now? Yeah, only I'm not going <laughs> to pick a measly six-point difference. I mean, <laughs> Barber, he's got, him under, he's got him under the average that he predicted before the season. He's got them only winning by six. I'm used to Barber picking like 33 to negative four. 33 negative four? Come on, man. I, I'm Listen, I, I know people think that I, I walk <laughs> around with these uh, uh, chief colored glasses on all day, even though they are red and black. What, wait, is that, what is that they got there? What are you drinking there? Is that red Kool Aid? Oh, here we go with the Kool Aid. I got the red flavored <laughs> Kool Aid. I got the chief colored glasses. At the end of the day, I call it how I saw it. The quarterback is awesome, he can put up 35 on anybody. The lowest we've scored was 26 points. Our defense, when we bring pressure, we have exciting pass rushers up front. D. Ford, Houston, my man Chris Jones. Those, that three-headed monster coming after your quarterback. Then we got the Hawk, Bailey, and, and, and some other cats to play the run. <laughs> <laughs> all those other cats. They're all them other cats just play the run. It's going to be a freaking block party. I want to switch gears from the defense, Kent, to your area of specialties, and that's, uh, of course, Patrick Mahomes. I think a big concern for people, or at least one of the concerns, is some of these games that at the big stage, I'm talking Patriots game, uh, Rams, Seahawks, he's come out and he's just been a little bit juiced. Have you seen development with that as he's gone on here? I mean, against the Oakland Raiders, I know it wasn't a night game, but it's a game you had to win you feel confident that he's going to be cool, calm, and collected come Saturday afternoon? You know, I think it's kind of led all up to this point, right? Like, so he's had these opportunities in big moments on big stages to go out 
and, and you know, maybe get some of those uh, some of those jitters out of the way. I'm sure he'll probably be a little bit hyped early, but I, I I think he's done a pretty good job of settling back in. And even like I think, you know, maybe you know early in the season it might have been a, a drive to drive thing where maybe a, a early drive or two might not go as perfect because he's a little bit hyped. But I think it's I think the the amount of time it takes him to settle in has actually slowed down pretty good. Maybe he's a little juiced on a first and second down, and then he just comes out and treats a third and long like it's nothing, you know, because that's what he's done all year. So I think he's going to be fine. I think he's going to settle in, and I'm really not that concerned about the defense he's facing this week either. I think what concerns me is I feel like this matchup is closer than you would like. I mean, we are down to the final four teams here in the AFC, so of course it's going to be the best of the best. But to me, like, the thing that concerns me about Mahomes is he almost has to play perfectly to make sure the Chiefs take care of this win. I look at Mahomes, and, and, I, and I think to myself, all right, this is why you drafted this guy, and he is at least saying all the right things. How does Andrew Luck, in your opinion, come into play? I know you've watched Mahomes, but Luck has been as close as you could get to Mahomes, which, of course, hasn't been close. I think we would both agree that Mahomes is the clear-cut MVP, but... How would you rate Andrew Luck coming into this game based upon his season and what you saw against the Houston Texans last weekend? Oh, uh, Luck's, Luck's certainly up there. I mean, I don't think you can argue that at all. He's he's been exceptional this year. He's a lot. He's very similar to the guy we saw before. You know, some of these these horrific injuries and and um, I, I he looks like the, the Andrew Luck of old. And you know, th- he's definitely a guy that can come in here and, and do some of the things that that worry you, especially with the defensive side of the ball. But I do expect, you know, Patrick Mahomes in a game like this to, to, to elevate, you know, his game, elevate his team, uh, and do the things that are required of pulling out a game and beating off so many demons here in, here in Kansas City that we, we've seen for so long. So uh, give me Mahomes, but Luck is more than capable of, uh, of putting on a show as well. That is the voice of Arrowhead Pride lead film and draft analyst Ken Swanson. He will be in studio with me for the Arrowhead Pride tailgate on Saturday. It'll be fortunately be me, you, and and unfortunately Mike Wicket, Ken. So I just want to apologize. Oh, I want to apologize in advance for that. But, uh, but we <laughs> we appreciate you joining us. Uh, enjoy the week. All right. All right, buddy. Ken, of course, is the leader of the Arrowhead Pride Nerd Squad, who you can find on Bink at Night coming up right after this. Matt Lane, the film analyst for us, seven thirty tonight. Craig Stout comes on, defensive film analyst, 8 p.m. on Wednesdays, and Kent wraps it up, 6.30 p.m. on Thursdays, in-depth X's nose on Bing at Night, again, coming up after this. But before we get to all that, go to twitter.com slash arrowheadbride. Get your tweets in. We're going to read them and comment them on, and that's next. Arrowhead Pride Radio. Pete Sweeney, Sean Barber, wrapping up Arrowhead Pride Radio. I said it at the top, 25th anniversary of the last Chiefs home playoff win. Hopefully that goes away this coming Saturday, hanging out with Sean Barber, American Dream Dusty Likens, Roland Gary Nolan's back there, I just found out. And we are going to right now, as we do every week, to read your tweets. First up, Rob Doney. Oh, there we go. Now that feels good. Feels good now. How much of a concern is it that T.Y. Hilton can break free just as easily as Ty Hilton? Is this defense prepared for his speed? It, what? T.Y. Hilton 
is nowhere near as fast. Maybe, as maybe, Hilton. maybe it's that they both begin their name the same <laughs> with the same letters that he's confused. Uh, whatever. <laughs> Sean, I've already, I've already, Sean, you I, can't I see this have, here, but Sean just gave have, the throwaway that sweet motion. Here. I, I would rather have Tyler Lockett come in and play a, a, a real wide receiver position than a guy come to the stadium with a clown mask on um, in a response to another guy's tweet on the other side. Jared Rome asks, even with the Super Bowl win, Bob Sutton has to go, right? Are you crazy? No one that wins the Super Bowl is getting rid of staff. Bob Sutton has led a defense that was number one in sacks, I think number three in turnovers, top three in two of the most critical areas. Oh man! In you're gonna get football. some hate for this. And in overall <laughs> defense, oh, no. three of the top four teams in overall defense got sent home during Wild Card Weekend. You want to be the Bears defense? You want you want to be um, the Ravens defense? You want to be the Houston Texans defense? That's three of the top four defenses in the NFL this year, and they all got sent home. Offense, score points. That's how you make it in the playoffs. They 2019. Gotta, they got to bring you in for a motivational speech prior to the game. Keith McLean, how much does Patrick Mahomes and his cannon not care about the history versus the Colts? I think that's apparent. You ask him about it, he was try, people were trying to ask him today about it. And he, does, he says, this is a new generation. This is a new game. I think that's exactly the mind frame you want for this. He's been learning from the best um, best quarterback coach. Uh, he learned from Alex Smith last year and learned the things he could and couldn't do. And since he's been on the field, he's been doing, doing what Pat do. He's not trying to be a better version of anybody. He's out there just putting the ball in the hands of his playmakers. That's what he said he wanted to do since training camp, and he's done it every game. Jose, will Andy learn from the last Colts playoff loss and be extra aggressive? If I'm Andy Reid... And you have Patrick Mahomes. You can get Sammy back in the mix. Suddenly your offense is back, I hope, to back to what it was early in the season. You don't stop scoring ever. I don't care if the, the scoreboard reads 60 points. Right? We try. You know how the uh, Kardashian tried to break the internet? Patrick Mahomes and his offense need to try to break the scoreboard. Whatever score you. they need to get to to break the scoreboard, hey, man, just keep rolling it up. Just keep attacking that cover two, just keep attacking it no matter what the score is. Sean says he's been rubbing out the top of a mini helmet to wear out the demons before Saturday. You all are welcome. I think we're okay without rubbing the helmet. Jonathan's got a message for Chiefs Kingdom. Do not fear the game that's coming this weekend. One cannot overcome their demons without facing them down. This is not an obstacle to be feared. It's an opportunity to embrace. You have a son named Jonathan, Sean? No, I, I got a, I got a Nico, a Noah, I got a Deacon, I got a Cade, and I got a Xander. I got five of those young men. I got my own basketball team and a cheerleader named Zara. Matt asks, if EB plays, do we feel good about him shutting down Ebron? If it's all hands on board. No tomorrow. EB is on board. Sammy Watkins is on board. DOD is on board. Everybody's on the roster is on board. You got to create your tomorrow. That's playoff mentality. Sean, I need a bottom line here from Jay Lyons. Who wins, Colts O-line or Chiefs pass rush? Bottom line is it don't matter. <laughs> Create your tomorrow. Chiefs got more points at the end of the game than the Colts. Whether it's one or it's 100, the Chiefs kingdom moves on. Get ready for AFC Championship game, baby. Todd Lutz asking something you might be familiar with, Sean. What's the difference between this game and the no-punt game? Ooh, you about to piss me off, brother. <laughs> What is the difference? Patrick Mahomes. MV Pat. 
hashtag MVPAT. Hashtag it. Watch it. No look pass on a dime anytime. Let's do it. This from Buddy Thompson. He just saw the weather change. Any impact on the game you think? I mean, you would think that in, in worse weather there would be less throwing of the football, but I, I don't think you can do that with these two quarterbacks. Yet. We're an outdoor team. Bring on the weather. Bring on the snow, the sleet, whatever you want to bring it on. We're, we, we are destined for that. We can handle the – it's the other team coming in here that plays in a dome, controlled environment, can't win on the road, can't win when it's a, a outside of a dome. Bring on the elements. Last question. Snowman asks, is Traverius Ward the Chiefs' secret weapon or not? Nah? I love Traverius Ward. I love him. I love him. I love him. Mirror coverage. He can hang with anybody. Top speed off the chart. I love that guy. We only guy we got to be on the on the, on the lookout for is one Malik Hooker. Don't throw it his way. That joker can go. You like him? Malik Hooker is a ball player. I had him the top ranked defensive player in his draft class. Well, there you go. That is reading your tweets. If you want to get at us, twitter.com slash Arrowhead Pride. We do it each and every week at the conclusion of Arrowhead Pride Radio. And that'll do it for us. Next time you'll hear us is Saturday, I believe, for the preview. That's two hours prior to the game. And, of, of course, uh, on Show and Vern and later this week on The Drive. Coming up next, Jay Binkley with Bink at Night. Thank you to Dusty Lykin, Sean Barber, Roland, Gary Nolan. I'm Pete Sweeney. We'll see you next time. has been Arrowhead Pride Radio on 610 Sports Radio. Coverage continues with articles, pictures, video, and interviews on arrowheadpride.com and 610sports.com. Hey everybody, it's Neil Patel, editor-in-chief of The Verge. I host a podcast every week called The Verge Cast with my friends Paul Miller and Dieter Bone. We've got a rotating cast of characters from our entire site, which is about technology, how it impacts culture, and how that is all a big cycle that causes us to have a wide variety of feelings that you can listen to every Friday. We've done over 300 episodes in the six years since The Verge has been around, but you only need to listen to one, the latest one, to get caught up on everything in tech news. Vergecast is on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, everywhere else. Also, you listen to podcasts, check it out.